You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Mm, yeah, this makes me want to, well, not dance. Uh, Just wait for it. Now that it kicked in, now it's really getting you, right? Oh. Betty Boop into a blender. <laughs> Face blender. Oh. What is... It's like a xylophone committing ritual suicide. Mm, well, is... yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. starting What a start. <laughs> what a start, you guys. What? Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> yes. Welcome to VHS Vengeance, the, the show where two... Cold schlock movie nerds, cold through the wastelands that is the Goodwill bins, the back of vintage stores, garage sales, and free boxes to find the best, the worst, and the best of the worst of the forgotten VHS classics, finger quotes. Uh, I am Nick, co-founder of Films Against Humanity, uh, find us on YouTube, and also co-founder of VHS Vengeance Live, show of the same name, what? Held every month here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. And I am joined, as ever, by my good friend and buddy and co-host... Dave Lowry. How's it going, guys? Uh, I am uh, a buddy of Nick's, and I am a co-founder of... Oh, boy, so many different projects. So many, that's true. Um, You should check us out on Facebook, on Bad Movie Suggestion. That's going to be where you can tell us what to watch and what to talk about on this very podcast. And uh, thanks for... Introducing me, Nick Puente, noted Portland comedian. Uh, awesome, Dave. And now some of you are saying to yourself probably, well, that's all well and good, and I'm definitely going to do that, Nick. But uh, what in the love of all that is holy was that god-awful death whale that you were just playing to start the show off? Well, <laughs> I guess you don't know the number one dance hint of the year 4805, because if you did, you would know that that's what we were listening to, at least according to the movie we're doing today, 1989's Arena. Yeah. Or, as we have come to call it, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Four and a Half. Or Space Punch. I mean, uh, Rocky with Aliens, uh, Most Eisley Cantina times 11. It's, it's, this movie's a lot of different things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of different things that amount to nothing. Yeah, it um, sucks. <laughs> um, but uh, much like our inaugural episode, uh, this film uh, has been known in cult schlock movie circles, if not being a classic, definitely on the bubble of being a classic. Uh, but either way, um, after I finally watched this movie, I said whatever uh, cre- uh, credit it does have as a classic needs to be revoked immediately. I haven't been as disappointed uh, with a cult schlock uh, supposed classic since Robot Jocks. I mean, if I was a Nebulon, I would give this movie four thumbs down. Yeah. Or a nebulite, or or, or nebuloid. Nebuloid. They say these. This is a name of a species uh, within the movie that they say all those versions because who cares? I think a lot of this dialogue is like Im- straight up improv. <laughs> uh, uh, and interestingly enough, uh, this film uh, originally uh, was picked by me to uh, for 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 this episode because, like we said, uh, it's it's been known in cult schlock movie circles. Um, 
when I finally when I got it at a VHS swap meet, I was very excited. And we think that uh, the box art for this is probably at least fifty percent of why this movie has any reputation agree. at all. Strong agree. And let me just jump in. The only people watching this movie are VHS heads, and the VHS cover is like an old school boxing promotional poster, except it's a hunky dude. And a big, crazy, gleep glorp alien on the other side. So you're like immediately like, Sold. whoa, yeah, I yeah, got to see this, this movie. This is great. And, and the back of it sells it pretty good. Uh, first human uh, to challenge for the galactic championship in uh, 500 years. And that, that, that all sounds great. Um, but when I watched it, uh, like I said, it is awful and boring and the the fight scenes are lame and cheap and I hated everything about it and so as it was happening I texted Dave Dave I was wrong <laughs> we shouldn't do this movie uh I'll let you watch it let me see what you think uh, and- yeah I didn't listen to you man and I got a lesson learned I gotta like take those words to heart because, uh, yeah, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> shut up, Nick. Like, give me this movie about alien punches. And, and you loved it the and first I did. time. I had a great time. Uh, me and Amy uh, had some beers and watched it, and it was hilarious. And, uh, well, what happened then, Nick? Well, do you think love and inebriation might have had something to do with the positive uh, outlook on this film the for first sure. time around? Oh, for sure. Like, there's some people in your life that it's really fun to watch a shit movie with. And, like, Amy is one of those people. And I was just, I couldn't, ugh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I watched this tape again with you. And then I, <laughs> it's just like all the joy just bled out of the room. I was just like, oh, no. It was very, inter- it was very interesting. It wasn't even like a, oh, man, yeah, this movie isn't as fun as I remember it the first time around. It was more like, what 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 have I done? Yeah. Like what what happened? There's I was so wrong. I was so horribly horribly wrong. Yeah, it's uh so you want so an initial yes. I want to get into like let's start off with what the first time around. What did you like? And then the second time, what did you hate the, and why? The first time, and then I'll go about what I hated the entire time through. Okay, yeah, anyway. that sounds productive. Okay, so the first time I saw this, I was just delighted. Okay, we open on like a space station that is clearly a old subwoofer with a bunch of crap glued to it, and my roommate hilariously was so mad at this. He was just like, "That's a goddamn speaker!" <laughs> so mad, and I'm like, "Hey, man, chill. Like, they got to make this dumb prop out of something." Um, and it's this whole movie uh, set on the space station with a bunch of punching aliens. And I was just delighted with how many uh, crappy space cantinas there are in this movie, how many crazy, uh, shitty aliens are you walking did a, around. You did a cantina count, if I remember correctly, right? I did, and I lost count. That's how many cantinas. <laughs> how many different There's cantinas there are. There's more than one, less than ten, but it's getting close to ten, I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say, if I had to guess, seven different cantinas. Uh, it's crazy. You know that Moss Eisley cantina scene in Star Wars? You ever see this little movie Star Wars, right? Uh-huh, right. Uh, it's that over and over again. It's like somebody saw Star Wars and was like, the reason people love Star Wars is because a cantina full of crazy aliens. <laughs> Let's do that over and over and over again in our movie. And I, that's pretty funny. Um, it's like they were, they were like there was a young uh, movie mogul exec, uh, director maybe, uh, who went to see Star Wars 1977, saw the cantina scene and just walked out like, yeah. that's it. That's the key. Oh, my God. It's so good. He saw Greedo get shot first and he was just like, ah, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Didn't see the rest of the movie. Uh, so so, so that, that grabbed your attention and you liked that. I like that. I, uh, there is a character named Shorty who's like kind of like, OK, imagine like a even rounder Danny DeVito and he's got four arms. That's awesome. Shorty. And he is like 
uh, he's holding it down for our, our main character. He's kind of like uh, RJ from uh, the last Ooh. movie we reviewed, actually. He's like ride or die for like the right our, best our main friend. dude. Yeah. He even tells him uh, after uh, our our protagonist, Steve Armstrong, all-American name, even Ugh. in space, uh, uh, beats up uh, beats up the, the dudes at the first cantina uh, and Shorty tells him that, oh, and now I, now I, I owe you a life debt. Um, yeah, which, he's like he's also chewy. That's a good yeah, call. He's, yeah, he's uh, he he owes him a life debt, uh, which includes murder. Oh in, yeah, in his name. Spoiler alert: a, a shorty murders two people, but at the Although, end of the movie, there's no court in the galaxy that would convict him. I don't think totally. I don't think there's a totally court in self the defense. I'll just I'll cut you off there. I don't think there's a court in this galaxy. <laughs> a, not anymore. There's no more courts. There's a lawless hellscape. There's on this just fucking uh, uh, spaceship cantina uh, brawls. True. That's how all disputes are settled. True that. In in the future. Um, uh, okay, so I so, love Shorty right? and I love the Cantina. So I'll just I'll leave it there. Shorty's and, in Cantina's and that sold you on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very funny. There's and, some, oh, there's a giant cricket monster later on. Right. That's awesome. See, sort you, of, sort of. See, you you liked that. <laughs> uh, I I hated it. Uh, the the giant cricket monster mostly because all of these uh, crazy ass prosthetics and puppet uh, puppets that they they have this guy fight. The fight scenes end up being even though this is supposedly um, the uh, ultimate evolution in in fighting, uh, much like uh, what, uh, what is it called in Star Trek? You were comparing this to yeah. uh, b- 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 Omni to, uh, Kata Ambo, or some uh, shit. Ambo Jitsu. Thank you. Uh, in the famous uh, Riker fights his dad scene. What does that sound like? Uh, it sounds a lot like this. Ambo Jitsu, the ultimate evolution in the martial arts. Is it? Is it? I remember my early lessons. You can never get used to the sightless factor <laughs> or to losing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but then, of course, that just turns out to them playing a uh, American Gladiators lighted stick fighting game blindfolded. Yeah. Which leads to terrible fighting. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> and terrible. horrible action, much like this movie where all the fight scenes end up just being rock'em, sock'em robots now, in space. No, no, like, no. That's Nick, every single fight scene. Your point It's is... a lot of... Yeah. Punch, 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 punch. And that's it. The, okay, your point is that the fighting is terrible in this movie, and I have to agree. But here's the thing. Okay, there is a fight between Steve Armstrong and this giant cricket monster. I mean, he's fucking, like, this puppet is, like, 50 feet long. He's huge. Uh, so it's like Steve Armstrong, punch, punch, punch. Cricket monster goes, rawr, claw, claw, claw. It goes on like that for about eight hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. But that's a blessing from the movie. This is a perfect opportunity. Once you see Steve Armstrong and this cricket monster start punching each other, Get up, leave the room, draw yourself a nice bath, light some candles, maybe polish off the last half of a Russian novel you've been reading lately. <laughs> Come back like 10 days later. It, that fight scene will be wrapping up and you'll feel really relaxed and, and great. It's a, it's, it's a blessing. Thank it, you, Serena. So, so you, like this movie works as a uh, backdrop soundtrack to your life. Just well, always on, just kind of, con- it's just a constant. That's right. Just a constant If you thing. try hard enough, you can ignore the film arena. That's that's my big, like, uh, put it on the box blessing from Dave uh, Lowry. <laughs> Which, uh, okay, so so you, you liked the Cricket Monster. Yeah, you liked he looks real Shorty. Cool. Shorty's you great. You liked uh, all the Cantinis, at least initially. I like Horn, dude. Horn is champion, as he always says. I am Horn. It's his only dialogue in the film. Uh, dude, he got robbed, man. Fuck Steve Armstrong. I want Horn, man. Horn's my dude. Also, a, a, another uh, Star Trek uh, connection. That we'll, we're gonna we're gonna separate the whole Star Trek thing on, onto its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, for right now, those were the things that you liked, 
and the things that I hated uh, (laughs) began with the uh, fight scenes that you were initially into. Uh, I just the, the cheapness of them, the 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 horrible quality of the choreography. I love the puppets. fight choreography. I love puppets. I love man. puppets too. I don't want to see them fight, especially I don't want to see them fight in the ultimate gladiatorial combat in the universe. Well, I think that is a cautionary measure. Movies out there, if you're a cheap Even, sci-fi movie, don't say you're the like this is the best combat yeah. you've ever seen in the world. It's like no, I've seen action movies. I know <laughs> what cool combat looks like, and this is not it. This no. sucks. Yeah, this I've seen better fighting in Surf Ninjas three. Hell, yeah, fucking a man. Uh, <laughs> but the only thing that the movie got right when they were selling the fight scenes and the fight choreography uh, and the action level of this film is the idea that those two lights that beam down above the uh, squared circle that they fight in uh, equalize people's and aliens' powers so everyone fights on the same level. Yeah. Which is cool, but that doesn't mean anything if it's a giant cricket monster with six-foot claws that stick out of its – 14 foot right. long hinges. Yeah. Like whether that's so, set at, at three or what, not, if it, if it hits you. What what Nick is talking about right now is that we have a bunch of arena matches between Normie, six foot tall human dude, and like giant monsters, right? Um, and, and they have these lights on them that sci fi, like you said, equalize their strength. Sci fi science. Cool. Star cool, Trek, cool, Star Trek cool, science. Cool. And, and yeah, your, your point is absolutely like right. One guy's got a three-foot reach. The mm-hmm. other guy is a giant cricket monster with a 50-foot reach <laughs> covered in spikes. <laughs> so even if you're just as strong as a human, you could still impale this guy instantly. And it's it's crazy. And another part, it, there's another fight where he's beating the shit out of a guy, uh, an alien, that's shaped like a potato. Uh, he's just like wailing on this. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. He gets the shit kicked out of him. But 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 Potato Man has claw hands, and at one point he gets his claws around Steve Armstrong's neck, snip his head off. Come on, yeah, immediately. Like, well, yeah, would it, no, even if the uh, levels are equalized, he, his hands are scissors. Yeah. He, he can just cut you in half. I I just I really 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 hate Steve Armstrong a lot. I hate this actor. I don't know. I can't I can't justify it rationally. He's just the worst. Uh... Shorty's cool though, and I Shorty's like. Shorty's cool. I like the other. Oh, I should mention there's like two actors that would go on to be. Um, do we want to do the the whole Star Trek connection segment? Let's now? do it. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so there's two actors that go on to be on uh, Star Trek uh, oh. TNG and Deep Space Nine, and, and there's another person that goes on to be on uh, Deep Space Nine, and this movie feels like kind of a bad episode from either of those shows. Like there's a lot of DNA being shared here. Uh, um, totally to to the point where it uh, supposedly or it claims the creators of this movie claim that it's a uh, 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 inspired by uh, and a classic next generation episode that doesn't seem I don't see the connections at all outside of the fact that there is fighting involved because uh, to me it reminded me a lot of the classic Star Trek episode uh, Arena with Gorn. And who is also a, a scaled reptilian antagonist who only can say his uh, his name, uh, much like Horn. And so I thought that was that was the connection. But they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Not that. Not the one that makes sense. It's based off this, you know, filler episode from season five of Next Gen. Uh, but 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 that's one Star Trek connection. Uh, also, yeah, the, the actors for sure. 
um, the main uh, bad guy, the evil uh, fight promoter who uh, owns Gorn, owns Horn, uh, the champion of. of I mean, of the he's galaxy. a man. He's just a fight manager. I don't even understand the bad guys are bad guys, really, honestly. But well, he never wants his, his fighter is the champ. He never wants his fighter to not be the champ, so he cheats and uh, screws might, over all the other fighters so that his fighter can stay the champ. Yeah, he tweaked. He might have been a couple of rules. But he was trying to kill Steve Armstrong, so it's all for a good cause in, in my book. <laughs> in, in the end, to kill Steve Armstrong uh, makes it justified. Uh, but that guy, uh, definitely he goes on to be an, uh, an evil Cardassian uh, in uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, pretty awesome. And in Next Gen, he was plays essentially the same character. Um, but the the look of the film, the pacing of it, yeah, it just feels like a 90-minute filler episode of Next Gen. Like there's a lot of silvery pastel colored sheets and pyramid-shaped chairs. And it's just it's just like any time uh, the Enterprise would go uh, uh, vacation or like uh, do leave on some kind of paradise planet. Mm-hmm. It just feels like one of those episodes where they also encounter an underground – uh, death fighting ring. Or it's something, awesome. I mean, there's sounds there's, like a pretty cool. Episode, remember when actually, there's a right scene there. where uh, Steve Armstrong gets laid? Like there's a space floozy that the uh, bad guy sends to seduce him, and uh, Steve Who, Armstrong. Uh, you might remember from the intro song of today's show because oh, that yeah. was her. That was. Uh, yeah, she's got. Well, I mean, after you hear that that love song, how can you not you know be ready for love? Because that is that is a sexy jam right there. But <laughs> uh, she got a sexier one that uh, that, that we might. We, get to, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna play. We're gonna play her other like big like uh, love jam later on. But he sleeps with her, and her bedroom is amazing. It's like all the sheets are made out of like aluminum foil or something, and like all the production design in this movie is really funny. I, like tie dyed aluminum foil. Yeah, like it's like purple, aqua, uh, red, weird, shimmery. Uh, fabric on everything, everything, literally on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything looks, everything looks stupid in this movie. Like, and and I loved that the first time I saw it, and the second time I saw it, it just annoyed me. So it's it depends on where your head's at. But like crazy costuming decisions. Everyone's got giant lapels that are like asymmetrically colored with um, shoulder pads in in their power suits. Uh, Claudia Christensen is in this movie uh, playing the good guy uh, fight promoter that takes on Steve Armstrong. She's good? What do you think, Nick? Like, is she just good compared to the guy that plays Steve Armstrong or is she no, kind of good? Because, like, she's though uh, – she's she's definitely good because Steve Armstrong keeps talking about – even though he can beat everyone up on this space station apparently and does when he finally becomes a fighter, uh, he doesn't want to win the Galactic Championship because – the game's not the game anymore. It's all about the money and, and corporations. Yeah, what is blah, blah, blah. his beef? Shut up, idiot. Uh, God. And so she, then she tells him how like she's the last of the old school trainers. Is mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah, we just we just train to live Isn't and fight. And Shorty that's is deal. what is Shorty's deal? Is he also a no? He just he's a what is he's just he's just deal? looking to find a hustle, a good hustle. Even though he sucks at gambling and everything, he's a he's oh, a. Yeah, yeah. a He's a miscreant with a heart of gold. This is something. To, with a heart this of gold. is almost a movie or a reason to watch this movie in and of itself. Okay, so Shorty, I mentioned he's got four arms, right? right? So when you see him in a wide shot, like walking down a hallway, he's got two normal arms up top, and then bottom, he's got like the fakest fake arms you've ever seen in your life. And when you see him, like when he's at a table, though, he's got his normal two actor arms, and then a, a guy behind him will like snake his 
arms in, in front. So right. his the effect arms. is he's got four yeah. arms, right? And so there's a bunch of amazing shots. Every time you see him in a hallway, hilarious. Worst fake arms ever. Ha ha. Very funny. And then every time you see him at a table, he's like four arms shuffling cards, four arms serving drinks. It's cooking. Like he's four cooking four arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like four arm like uh, action going on anytime you see him at a table. Even though really in, the, funny. In, the, in the opening scene where uh, the fight happens where Shorty says, I owe you a life debt for saving me. Mm-hmm. It's because of those those kids are yelling at him, you're not taking, f- like, come on, Shorty, you're not fast enough. We want our whatever, you know, uh, space shark steaks. And he goes, <laughs> I only got four arms. Hey. And then he puts them all up. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I know. There's like, it's not a very quotable movie, but that was a good moment. They should have had a bit where they go, I guess I owe you an arm and a leg, but I think I can cover it. Oh, that <laughs> that would have been good. That yeah. would have fit, th- fit this movie. And... It's weird that I actually kind of feel bad now saying this, and I'm looking at it because I was like, "What's the, what are the things we we both liked about this film, this experience uh, after seeing it these three times?" And it sucks that the only things I have down are uh, the cover box art, <laughs> I like the trailers before the movie. Oh, here we go. I was gonna say, yeah. But so, it has nothing to do with the movie, but those are so much better than the film itself. Oh, I, I agree. You guys are probably out there like, oh, this podcast called VHS Vengeance. These guys probably just watch these movies on the internet. Well, I, I, pff, how dare you, sir? <laughs> because me and Nick watched this on VHS. On my that, VHS. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Great find. And, well, you know, not according to either of us, but, right. you know, whatever. Anyway, we, before this movie on this tape, there are uh, two. two trailers, and they're both great. They're for two little movies called The Ambulance. Right. Well, let's just go through one at a time. Well, What's let's, the ambulance? Oh, so we're, we're going to start with the ambulance? Yeah, okay. yeah. Ambul- ambulance is something I've never heard of before in my life. Not on my radar either. No, Not anywhere near my radar. And it's about uh, a killer cult that uses an ambulance to abduct people, not just women, but just people around New York and sacrifice them in what seems, looks like some kind of eyes wide shut Illuminati crew that – is uh enforced their killer enforcer is a uh very handsome mustachioed Tom Selleck. Oh, wow, I didn't really, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, who's being hunted down by uh a perv stalker turned hero because they kidnapped the woman he's stalking, Eric Roberts, and James Earl Jones. Yeah, and the and the, the ambulance in question is like the Ghostbusters ambulance. Like yeah, it's one of those. And it in in the in the scenes in the preview it gets shot and hit by other cars but it doesn't it doesn't stop it's like christine like it's a super powered ambulance a car of some kind i don't know i uh, but what i do know is that i want to see this movie yeah i definitely want to watch that not arena can you hear our voices out there do you have a tape of the ambulance ambulance? we talk to us uh and then the second one is uh one of my favorite films of all time one of my favorite films of all time ditto co-vote Yes, uh, it's but the preview itself, uh, fantastic in its own right. Uh, so good. Okay, the uh, movie is Stone, Stone Cold, Cold, which is a biker action flick with what's that dude's name? It's with Brian Bosworth. Yeah, that that this a, movie's fucking awesome. It's the, so good. This might actually be an episode in the future. Well, it's it's most people. It's it's a it's a Maybe it's legit too, classic. It's too known. It's a yeah. legit cult classic. Lots of people know this, but a lot of people don't haven't seen the previews for it, and the previews are really cool in their own right. Get this: there's a bunch right? of normal trailer stuff going mm-hmm. on, like previews from the movie, yada yada. But then Brian Bosworth. Yep. Again, I don't know why that guy's name just like never gets in my brain. Anyway, uh, Brian Bosworth is doing testimonials. He's got a weird backdrop, like he's getting his prom picture taken yeah, or something, yeah. and he's just talking straight to the camera, like this movie's kick ass. 
I'm kick ass. See this movie, Stone Cold. It's awesome. Like, what? That's... The people say, I don't know how to uh, deal with my feelings. And then it'll be a shot of him, like, breaking somebody's neck or yeah, throwing yeah. somebody through a window. And he's like, Shoot I've been working on my sensitive side. And it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I would like to see Brian Bosworth just intro most things. I Yeah. I, doing it, testimonials. This is another thing where it's like, if I was emperor of the universe, it would be federal law that every movie trailer has to be narrated by Brian Bosworth. Like, it just cuts away to him. And he's like, hey, I don't know. This one's about a tornado or something. <laughs> It's federal law. I have to be here, all right. <laughs> uh, but those were great. And so we go from those to uh, Rocky in space with uh, a gold uh, cleavage um, bikini top that he wears to fight in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Let's talk about what he's wearing in the arena. It's crazy because he's got like a plastic diaper and mm -hmm. shoulder pads. Right. Tiny, with... tiny shoulder pads. Little teeny shoulder pads. That are just for like your clavicle. And that's that's about all they cover. And he's and when when we say he's got those things, we mean other than that, he's naked. It's like plastic diaper, shoulder pads. Yep. Got it. Ready for battle. Right. And then he uh, boxes a bunch of uh, aliens, including a giant cricket monster, and then a horn, uh, which I know sounds awesome, but it's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> See, like Nick kept being like, dude, this movie's not awesome. And I'm like, did you hear the words that came out of your mouth? Because now I'm going to see this movie. I know on paper, when you say it out loud, it sounds like you should watch it. But tr trust me, you just, you don't need to. Uh, but then... We get to uh, the only other thing that we liked about this movie and even looked like it would be cool, but even though the trivia behind it does sound pretty awesome, um, is that the extras in it did look like you were having a blast. It looked, looked like so much fun to be an extra on this film because mm -hmm. there there's so many shots uh, in, in the arena of the crowd, which is like people are like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're <laughs> going to dress you up uh, in this giant fish man costume and put you in uh, Beyond Thunderdome spikes, have you stand up there and just either go boo or yay and do a Tuscan Raider kind of chant for as long as we need you to. Mm -hmm. And there I was like, oh, that sounds fucking great. Like that sounds... That sounds amazing. Well, here's something that IMDb taught me, and I didn't catch the first time. There's two types of extras in the background. There's uh, uh, normal extras that they probably grabbed up the street and put a bunch of crazy shit on, and they're just like, I don't know, they look like crazy space people. Or paper cutouts with clothes put on. Yeah. Hey. Some of the audience is just pieces of paper with clothes on them. Oh, please, we, we, please someone find that and print those pictures out. I, I want to add that to my wall. Uh, next to the uh, fake yeah. Bruce Lie in front of real Bruce Lee poster, <laughs> I want to have a, a just a wall of these terrible shots from these films just printed out. I th I think that would be awesome. Uh, so being an extra on this film would be would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, having to do some of the dialogue maybe would be great because you said what that. Uh, a lot of the dialogue is improv. I th well, that's a theory of mine because they they fuck up like major plot points. Like Shorty gets referred to by a species name repeatedly, and it changes just about every time you hear it. Mm -hmm. So like, there's definitely like a sloppy. Uh, there's no like script supervisor or whatever on the on set being like, hey, like get get that script straight, buddy. This this movie, you think it's just because they like farted this out in a weekend or something or <laughs> I don't know what the deal is there but uh yeah uh, there's a bunch of crazy like every time there's like space alien stuff getting spoken it sounds very improv I will say that for sure well, there's his... a part where he goes to the bar and he goes here it's a fallopian brew like that's the beer that he orders it's called a quote fallopian brew what's that about and like everything's like that it's just like space thing galactoids 
Well, shorty's shorty's species they change the name of it right uh, from scene to scene. He has, starts as a nebulite, then he's a, a nebulon, then he's a nebulude, and he's then he's then he's something else. You know, ten ten minutes down the movie, uh, but so. That could be cool, I guess. There, what else is going on in this movie? There's also a character named uh, Brain who has a crazy cyber brain, and it's like, dude, just Brain—that's your final take on what to call that character. And then, uh, yeah, there's another character called Weasel who's like a rat face man. Right, and uh, they both get their comeuppance at the end when Brain uh, uh, gets told uh, by Weasel that they're going to rig the lighting system that equalizes everyone's power in favor of Horn so that he can kill Steve Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, and Great brain, plan. Yeah. Brain, I'm on board so far. Yeah. And Brain literally hacks into the system, into his brain, Johnny Mnemonic style. Yeah. And of course, what happens when you do that, eventually it would have killed Johnny Mnemonic, you overload. And uh, Shorty makes that happen yeah. so much that a Brain literally his Shorty, head pops. Yeah. Shorty rigs it so that uh, Brain's brain explodes Blodes. and kills him. It's pretty dark. Uh, and then um, Weasel's tussling with him way up above the stage in the climactic fight. Yeah, and, a and Shorty like uses those arms, man. He's got, got so many arms. He picks him up, chucks him off into the audience, and he like just blows up like a sack of potatoes. I guess you know, like he just he hits like a th- he lands like a sack of potatoes and just thud and he's dead. Yeah, it's a murder with five thousand witnesses. Consequences zero. Uh, self-defense, totally self-defense. Uh, but there's also a uh, sex scene, which is uh, kind of really out of place. Like this movie doesn't know if it wants to be like rated G or R. Like it's <laughs> like it vacillates because it's like kind of it's basically like a Power Rangers episode for a lot of it, right? And then all of a sudden there's like a softcore like hookup scene, and it's pretty weird. It is, it is pretty weird. Uh, oh, we got to cool off. Let's get some jams in here. It's a. Uh, uh, I feel if, like if, the, if this sets the tone for what that scene was mm, like, uh, seduction. What 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 they tried there. This is at the final cantina, like the most advanced yeah, this is, cantina. This this is at yeah. This is at the nightclub. That has uh, a comedian and like it's like I don't know. It's a very. I wrote it down as the Goodfellas Cantina. That's kind of like. This is, this is very nice. It's very nice. It's a. It's. It, I think. It's a, I think it's a good way to uh, to end this. Uh, this, yeah. this episode to bring down the hatred a little bit. Maybe I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I'm sorry. maybe I feel betrayed by this movie in a maybe, weird way. I know. Maybe maybe love a barbarian. Give him a chance. So even though <laughs> we're saying, uh, don't see this movie, don't cuddle up with this movie, don't let it betray you. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah, you're right. This song doesn't help. It doesn't help that case. I would. I don't recommend this movie either. It's uh, terrible. I want to. It's boring. I want to, but it's not. Good. It's it's lame. Just what? Okay, let's recommend a movie in its stead, though. If mm. you want, if you're tempted to see Arena, we're saying don't. Right. Nick recommends something. Oh, in, instead, uh, not Robot Jacks either. No. Um, I don't know. How about uh, the Raid or the Raid Two or Total uh, Recall? Or Total is kind Recall. Of like a, you know, like that's a bunch oh, of crazy yeah. shit. It's violent and like just Robocop. insane, and but it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. That was our episode for VHS Vengeance this time. I just wanted to give a shout out to the YGM Network in beautiful downtown Portland. Thanks so much. Uh, this is an awesome network with a bunch of exciting new shows. I just earlier today was listening to Boohaha, which is a, a spooky but also very funny and casual, like spooky ghost kind of podcast. Very funny. Check that out. If you like lore, but you uh, don't want a show with uh, 
so serious. Um, yeah, check that one out. It's great. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, that was uh, VHS Vengeance uh, Take Two with Arena, and I think we uh, took it to Arena. Yeah. We'll, uh, see you uh, next time. See you next time. Alrighty. Bye. You've been listening to VHS Vengeance on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 